Welcome to the Ready Papa One podcast. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm Nick. And this is the show where a dad and a prospective dad talk about the past, present, and future of gaming for them and their kids. I guess if we're going to start this off, well, what have you been playing? What is what has been on your mind? What has been on the docket for Casey? I've been really, really into Magic Arena. Nice. As of late. And it's partially, actually, I think it's a lot because of, you know, Ronan, because of my son. And he is three months old. You know, he's he's awake and, and screaming and wanting to be held a lot. He doesn't like napping right no. now very much, which is what it is. And he like right now he, he eats, he sleeps, he poops. Those are those are his things. That, that life goals. That's really. what he does. <laughs> yeah. But he wants to be held during all of them. <laughs> you know, at all times. And so gaming, you know, is is tricky with with baby in hand. Um, so yes, I, you usually need both hands. <laughs> <laughs> two, two hands on a controller. So yeah, Magic Arena because it's, it's been great with a baby because I can uh, I'll, I'll like have him on my shoulder. He's like sleeping or going to sleep i can play with one hand you know Mm -hmm. which is great yeah it it is multiplayer but it's kind of like turn-based so the skill is not in how fast i can move my fingers because i'm not moving the fast right now right and then the other piece is just like if all of a sudden oh my god i can't be playing this game anymore it's just easy you You just stop right just stop yeah so it's actually been really really great with him as a baby right now so do the the physical cards and the and the these digital cards are they like the same things that drop like at the same time? For the most part, yes. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. I would say yes with an asterisk. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. like there's like this very very controversial in the community format or type of cards that are digital only. Oh. To make it like uh, a little bit more like Hearthstone or give it that, you know, trying to attract that audience. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the people who have played paper in the past just hate it with a passion. <laughs> like, like, a passion. Like, oh my God. I, I did not know what I was getting into when I started to research into like what the hell this alchemy thing was. Oh, that's um, crazy. Card games have never, have I've never gotten into them. Hearthstone you know any of the even like even when like we were kids like and i'd buy pokemon cards i didn't buy them to play pokemon like i have no idea how to actually play pokemon <laughs> i just I, well that's that, that might be fair but even like Yu-Gi-Oh, like all these things like i was like i have no idea i never i never bought into it but i think you know having a baby and not being able to use one hand that's that's the best way to go you know i mean you'll find more things and as he gets older you'll be able to actually use both hands again. <laughs> yeah, l- l- looking forward to that. And then I can crack into that backlog that I got Right, going. and you still got, you know, another month and a half before Overwatch 2, so. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other episode, because <laughs> I feel like that is something that the two of us have played, and it's just something we always go back to. Oh, man. So how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, so I have picked up... One thing I tend to do, and I hate that I do this, is I'm like, you know what? I have like all these games on this list. Let me start three of them. Three? <laughs> three. At the same so time? I start, yeah, so I'll start one, and then I'll be like, oh, I don't feel like playing that today. Let me start another one. And then like a week later, I'll be like, eh, I don't feel like playing that today. Let me start the third one. And then what I'll do is I'll have these like long lapses of like going from game to game to game. And it kind of ruins the experience because I'm like, okay, I remember parts of the story, but it's been like three weeks. What happened in that story? It's like reading a book, reading like two chapters and then putting the book down for yeah. a month and being like, 
what did I do? <laughs> you know? Did you do loop back at least? I do. I do. But okay. I, I, and every time I do this, cause I do this periodically, I stop and I'm like, all right, I'm going to just pick one. So I, I was, I was playing through Chrono Trigger again. I picked up control, played that talk about, you know, games that I wanted to play that I never yeah. got to. It came out in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it was on game pass for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then Metroid Dread. So those were the three that I started all at once. I decided to just stop doing that. I just played Control, which if you've never played it, phenomenal game. Um, Remedy Games is unbelievable in their storytelling. And they do this thing at one point. So they're the same people that made Alan Wake. And you'd think it'd be dumb when a game references like another game that's like not connected to it but it but it did and it kind of connected everything in a cool way they just know how to write a story i know it's not on game pass if it's on sale for like 20 bucks and you have time definitely keep ronin in the little like baby carrier on your (laughs) chest and just sit there on the couch you don't need to play it on your pc just play it on your xbox everybody said control was very good i think it won game of the year at like the game awards ign and so i was like all right it's if it's if it's winning game of the award on multiple websites it's got to be good (laughs) so it it can't suck it can't it can't be terrible what i'm playing right now is metroid dread i love metroidvanias low-key like i one of my favorite types of games there's something about collecting items and playing these games that are relatively difficult so it's really good the beginning of the game is definitely hard once you get all the power-ups it's not nearly as hard it's a solid game definitely would recommend if you haven't used your switch in a while pick up dread because i know you haven't <laughs> i haven't i haven't pick I, up. Did, I, I did download mario kart <laughs> there you go there you go you're ready for when ronan turns like four and you can play mario that's kart it, with man. him <laughs> that's it i gotta i gotta get good because i gotta be able to, to, to beat his butt you exactly know? you can't have him you can't have him beat you until he's at least 10 yeah, at, at, least <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> you're gonna have a few years there i got so mad at my father when i was a kid we played with super mario kart on the super nintendo and he'd kick my ass every time and i was finally i was like six or seven years old finally about to beat him and he hit me with a red shell right at the end oh, no! and he, i lost <laughs> and i turned to him and i just watched back to the future and biff loved to say you son of a bitch or something like yeah, that yeah. i turned to my dad and i said you son of a bitch <laughs> at eight years old because i didn't know any better i didn't know it was a swear it was in a movie <laughs> and my dad got so mad at me and then my mom was even worse because my mother doesn't swear and i was like i'll never forget it oh man it was funny Got, gotta gotta hold hold that green shell out back you yeah know? i know you, you i defend. i know i thought i had it in the bag oh man but yeah metroid dread 100 would recommend i struggle with how many games there are that I want to play. I, I feel that. And it's a challenge to find the time, for mm-hmm. sure. And I feel like there's so many games that I like I feel like I missed that I need to I need to to get back to. And I in my head I'm like, I will eventually. Yeah. I'll get there. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I I have fought with this. I feel like every year when I watch E3, which also that might be an episode within itself. Not having E3 this year was like the biggest disappointment because there is something, I don't know if it's my childhood brain or what, but just watching all of these trailers and having all this news drop at once, it just floods with dopamine. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to play that. 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 And like when I was a kid, I would watch it and write all these things down and things I want to play. And over the years, the list just kept getting longer 
and longer and longer. And I check off like maybe like two or three of them in a year, but the list grew by like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it used to be that I could only buy a couple of them or like I could only get my parents to buy me a couple of them. Right. And now it's, it's a very different problem. Now it's just like, yeah, when am I ever going to gonna play these? I mean, I watched E3 a lot too. At first it was like read about it in magazines and stuff, you know, and then it became the whole watching the stream of it, watching it on TV, I think yeah. was the thing. Um, yeah. You, yeah. G4. G4. Had G4. It. That's yeah. right. G4. You, you actually went there though, didn't you? I did. I did. And what a time it's coming back next year. And I told Allison, I was like, we should go again. We should go again. And maybe, Ooh. maybe we go together. Ooh. Maybe all four of us go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, there will be six of us around that time. That's true. I don't know. That's true. We'll have I to mean, see. if there's a six at that time, I probably won't be able to go next year. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to drop off a close to one-year-old with the grandparents, I think, for a week than maybe like a, a five to six-week-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> well, we'll see. big topic that we wanted to talk about today you know classic first episode vibes right single player games i think that's what we wanted to talk about you know i it 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 had a big meaning for me throughout my life i love stories and video games just were such a great way to tell stories uh, which you got to interact with a lot different than like books or even movies but that pushes us into like you know where it all started for us, right? The origins of video games, I guess, for us, single-player games that I feel like after the NES, the NES definitely started it. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like you know. I guess arcade games were single-player, but they weren't the same. You had to go somewhere and play things. I feel like the single-player experience of what we know today started with the NES, but really, I feel like became fruitful in the time of like the super nes and the sega genesis that was when we first really started to get like a lot of like really good first person games now don't get me wrong i'm very aware that the first zelda came out in uh on the nes you know all these other like rpg games came out on computers and all that stuff but i feel like maybe it's just me maybe it's for when i was born and all these other things you know the single player experience was was just so good on the super nintendo but you i think it was a little different right you really didn't play a lot of super nintendo for for me it was a little later i mean when you're talking about the super nintendo and the sega genesis i mean I had a Super Nintendo. I think it was a Super Nintendo. I had like Mike Tyson's Punch Out and like Duck Hunt. Um, and I think there was a Mario Bros. game attached to, to Duck Hunt. Um, I played that a little bit. Uh, I got a Sega Genesis at one point, like hand me down from a, a friend or something. And But like, I, I don't remember single player games on that. I remember like um, old school, like side scroller games, like golden ax kind of games, you know, those those types of uh, those, those types of games, less of the single player story experience that I think that we think of and more of just the, here's a level clear it, even if you're playing by yourself. Right. 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 So, you know, for me, it was really once we got into like the N64 PlayStation, PlayStation 2, GameCube kind of time frame that for me at least the single player game started to really be like the pinnacle AAA 
experience in my head like the first triple a game i can think of or something that i understood and recognized as a triple a game was mario 64 yeah where it was like whoa this is in 3d right what is this right and i agree with you i think that big companies found their strides on the n64 and the playstation 2 and like that time frame uh you know you had you had mario 64 you had let ocarina of time you had you had tomb raider you had all of these games that like came out that like people like still name stay today like as talking about some of the best games that they played like people still think Super Mario 64 is the best platformer that they made. Now they're wrong. Odyssey, <laughs> Odyssey, Odyssey is definitely better than Super Mario 64, but that's fine, right? We can all be wrong. Hey, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> and like same thing with Zelda, right? Outside of after Breath of the Wild came out a few years ago, right? Everybody thought that Ocarina of Time was the best. Everyone. Everyone thought Ocarina of Time was the best Zelda game. And once again, they were wrong, but that's okay because... (laughs) Let me guess. Let me guess. Majora's Mask. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, to be fair, I think Breath of the Wild might have topped it. But if we're going to stay back in the day, right, the 90s and the early 2000s, I think that's where they started. That was and, – and that's what drew them. It was a world that was so open and beautiful and, like, felt so real. And I feel like the characters really started to be something. Now, for me, maybe it's because I'm two years older than you. <laughs> but <laughs> I – snapper. I know. I know. To me, the best – the best single player game is and it will be forever until the day i die unless something does beat it out is chrono trigger it was one of the first single player games it had it had like 14 different endings and this was made in like 1994 yeah the the story is just it's a phenomenal story the characters have depth you you learn to love and grow the characters i mean i don't know if i can spoil like a 1994 game but like at some point like chrono dies in the game and you have the choice in the game to either a bring him back or not and you get two different endings depending on if you do that there's like different endings you can start a new game plus there's a different ending if instead of going through the actual game you can go straight to the last boss and if you beat him that's a different ending so like there's so many like different things that i feel like game developers have taken from that game over the course of the last like 20 years or so and have used that like how many times is like a different ending like a real thing you know yeah it's it's usually kind of you know flubbed in there like the mass effect series (laughs) but so okay so i've played admittedly only a little bit of chrono trigger yeah i uh i actually played it on the game boy the game, they, yeah. They they released a version of it on. I don't know if it was the game. I think it was the DS. The DS. DS. Okay. The DS. Yeah. Yeah. I put like 175 hours in that game <laughs> on the DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I played it there, and I got. I mean, I, I I don't think I beat it. I remember I got to some part where there's this big lava man who's going to destroy the world. Um, yep, 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 and, uh, and then you're uh, just and like, I, all right, I guess he just destroys the I, world. I, 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 I guess we all die. <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess that's how uh, it goes. Well, you have to kill that lava, uh, Lavos in the end. That's, Lavos, yeah, Lavos. that's what it was. Lavos. And getting there is the journey. I think that, like, just that time, I think it was. It, there was definitely before that in the in the mid '80s to early '90s there was the rise of having single player games, Legend of Zelda, uh, Metroid. All of those games existed, and like, thank you Miyamoto for that. I really think you saw this huge rise in it from like the mid '90s to like 
the early 2000s. I think that was what I think a lot of people would say would be the pinnacle. That time is when single player games were the AAA games to get, right? Like that's like the games that were coming out, there were single player experiences that, you know, you just, you just had to play. Um, For me, like it wasn't, it wasn't Chrono Trigger, but I mean, it's similar RPG. I think that really the the one, maybe two that really sucked me into the single player experience was really like Final Fantasy X. Yeah. You know, I never played seven. I never played eight. Never played nine, but ten was on the PlayStation Two. It was, I think, it was one of my first RPGs, and it was like one of the first times for me, at least, where it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not playing this game just because it's fun to hit left and right and dodge stuff. Like I'm playing this game because I want to find out what happens right. in this story. I want to understand why my friend over there was talking to the mean squid monster. Like I thought he was bad. Like why why is why is my friend talking to him? It was things that all of a sudden I like cared about it. And 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 obviously like the F- Final Fantasy is well known for their uh, for their cutscenes. And so at the time as a little kid like I didn't really know the difference. Like I you know, I cutscene versus gameplay. So I see these cutscenes I'm like, "Oh my god. There's never been anything that's looked this good video game movie like nothing looks as good as this does this is incredible yeah and it just it, it completely transformed the way that i thought about um about playing games and and kind of you know focused on the the story aspect of single player games and like that being the you know the, the big piece of it is that like for these single player games there's a beginning there is an end right but the journey and how you're getting there to that end is super important and when by the time you get to the end it's, it's super satisfying to me and like you just said it's, it's the journey of the story and these characters finding themselves and being able to overcome i think that's what really decided to make video games art so what made these single player experiences at this time so special like what was it about it that we can look back on now and say that like they don't do it like that anymore <laughs> I think, you know what, I, I partially, I think they were less cookie cutter. I think that there was a time and place where all of them felt so original. Like, every game I f- played felt a little different. That's where all the the ingenuity came in. Like, there were so many different ways of looking at, like, a 3D space or even a 2D space and saying, hey, how do we use this space to make sure that these things are memorable? And now, since we've used up a lot of those different ways it feels more cookie cutter not to bash on assassin's creed but like look at the assassin's creed series for how long until like origins came out and everybody said that was pretty good like assassin's creed one was good assassin's creed two was good the next two were okay but they were kind of the same thing and then you know i god i can't even believe i remember all these names a black flag came out and it was just more Assassin's Creed and it was more Assassin's Creed and more Assassin's Creed and it's like it got stale and I think that you didn't have that when we were younger maybe part of it is with glasses on that say hey we we saw these and we have nostalgia for them that could be part of it I I do wonder like how much of it is like we're seeing this for the first time back then because you you mean you I'm totally with you that everything felt very very new and and back then like I think game developers were afforded the luxury of trying a lot of things Um, these days right uh, you know the the big ones uh, there's just so much money behind it now that it has Mm -hmm. completely transformed the industry and we won't we won't get into it The, the indie games are really where the the innovation is happening now, but, right. um, but like, you know, back then I, I, they had more flexibility, but, but I also think the part of it is that we had never seen these things before and we were seeing it for, 
the first time. And and now that's that's not the case. Uh, I don't think that's all of it though, because even within generations, it's like you start to get to a point where like, oh yeah, all these RPGs like kind of feel the same. All of this thing, and I, and I mean that's even in the you know in the mid to late two thousands, you start to get into some of that. Yeah. Um, where you you know you just like everything people kind of have figured out the right way to do this thing um, or this you know this other thing was super successful and so how can we copy it but tweak it just a little bit and capture some of the same magic yeah. and you know in the end of the day a lot of times the reason why uh, it was magical is because it was new mm-hmm. well, I think that it was the newness, but they knew how to tell a story with very with very limited hardware, and I think that that showed. Like, it didn't show in a bad way. It showed in a good way that, like, they had to live on the perspective of storytelling more than the hardware that they were given. Like, I think there's a lot of it right now where you'll see a game and it looks super flashy, but the actual storyline is hollow, right? You or, didn't have that back or, then. or the gameplay. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so you had to build your laurels on actual stories. And I think that that was what made so many of those games good. I think that's really what made it special. Okay, Nick, so we just talked a lot about single-player games when we were kids, how special they were. Mm-hmm. They were the peak, the pinnacle of gaming. Um but at some point, that kind of changed. Ah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, it it it's sort of like there was a uh, there was this 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 rise of the multiplayer game where it went from single player was like the pinnacle experience to like mm, multiplayer is the pinnacle experience. First, mm-hmm. you just had single player, single player with a dash of multiplayer. And then it flipped multiplayer with the dash of single player or recently we've been in this world where multiplayer is just everything. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about when that happened, where multiplayer became the thing. Yeah. I mean, the beginnings of it were Xbox Live. There was fun things on the N64. Nobody's going to say that Mario Kart wasn't a fun multiplayer experience. No one's going to say Mario Party wasn't a fun multiplayer experience. You know, all of those games that existed were fun multiplayer experiences. GoldenEye, people will point to, and all these things. Very good multiplayer games. But I still think that when you thought about video games at that point in time, it was the single player experience. 05 to 07, I would say, the the beginnings of Xbox Live and Microsoft deciding to to create the world of multiplayer on the internet, that's what changed it. Completely revolutionary. Yeah. You can probably attest to this a lot more. I didn't start playing Halo till Halo 3. I was very much solely a Nintendo kid up until like (laughs) 2006, 7, and I never had an original Xbox, never played it, but everybody tells me that Halo 2, when it came out on multiplayer, and it was on Xbox Live, and it was just different. You could play with people around the world. That was, like, the spot. And we'll go into the games that came out afterwards. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Halo 2. Everybody says it. That was the time. Xbox Live, Halo 2, that's it. Yeah, I I, uh, I have very, very fond memories of Halo 2. First experience with it, actually. So it came out like two days before my birthday. 
What a great present. I know. I know. And I, I played a little bit of Halo 1. Like, I'd played it at a friend's house. I didn't have an Xbox. It was cool. I liked it. But it was like, this was going to be, like, the big thing. And so, I, I mean, I, I remember, like, my eighth grade birthday party, uh, we did this big Halo 2 LAN party. Oh, man. Um, first one. First yeah. one. And it's, and it's still w- happening. W- yeah, we're still doing them. <laughs> and, you know, 20 years later. <laughs> we're, still, we're still doing them. But, but yeah, but it, uh, like, the, the LAN, obviously, like, the multiplayer was great. But then that was only one night. And what Xbox Live just then allowed you to do is to take that experience and have it all the time. And I, I mean, I remember like when you played online, everybody had a mic, everybody was talking. Yeah. Which you don't even get today anymore. No, no. Um, it, and it's nothing like it was then. I think that that is for a reason, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's fair. the curated experience of what you get to listen to, but still play online. <laughs> I think is what did it. That's fair. Yeah, people suck. <laughs> no, uh, but so so I remember very specifically Halo Two, like this ability to have friends come over to your house and go play online against other people mm-hmm. was just so groundbreaking if you had other people come play split screen you'd have them as guests basically but it was like enough of a incredible experience of being able to to sit with your friends and play against another team that at one point we were just rotating these xbox live free trials and we'd have four active xbox live accounts at a time on my xbox oh my god (laughs) three of them solely for the purpose of friends coming over and and playing like ranked halo 2 oh my god um and yeah it was uh it was it was it was something else um but yeah that game for me definitely transformed the way that i looked at multiplayer but i mean kind of to your point i do think halo 2 was a little like it was the beginning of it yes but if you were there you were there early yeah halo 3 yeah was when it was like multiplayer has arrived yeah this is you've gotta have it that was that year 07 i'm telling you 07 was the year that it finally like the internet caught up with what gamers wanted to do you had halo 3 you had Call of Duty 4. You had Battlefield came out in 06. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little early. But like you you had this, this infusion of all of these multiplayer games that were on the internet. And and that I mean that takes all three. You had Microsoft's Halo, you had Activision's ba- uh, Call of Duty, and then you had EA doing Battlefield. Like those three companies were like multiplayer. Multiplayer, 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 you know? And and they were good. I think that was the biggest thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that really helped it. The multiplayers were good. Halo 3 was now this might be preferential treatment because i never played halo 2 halo 3 is superior to halo 2 and you might disagree with me but halo 3 it was the first halo i played right and so that's definitely part of it right halo 3 was unbelievable but it fell into that world right everybody says that the first modern warfare maybe modern warfare 2 those two games were the best call of duties that there were absolutely and we live in you know we live in a time where Warzone exists Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 were just like peak. That, that's peak that's when it, that's when Call of Duty started for sure. No one played Call of Duty 3. No. No one really played no. Call of Duty 2. A couple no. of people maybe. No. Um, but no, I mean Call of Duty 4. That that was it. And that I, was I, it. I remember you're right, 07. It was and I, I looked this up. It was September of 07. Uh Halo 3 comes out. Mm-hmm. Your opinion, Pinnacle of Halo. 
it's a free country. You're allowed to have your opinion. You're wrong, but um, <laughs> uh, but you're allowed to think whatever you want. Um, uh, and so that's September, and then early November, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare mm-hmm. comes out, mm-hmm. and and completely transforms multiplayer, creates an entire subgenre that became the pinnacle multiplayer experience until Warzone came and, out. And I will say this brought the masses to video games. M- having multiplayer games and, and Xbox Live and, and all these online services that everybody could play, it didn't require you to play a game that was 40, 50 hours long. You could go in, play a few matches, be done, play with your friends. That was it. That's what drove masses to the gaming space that is something that literally changed not just games but like the industry as a whole kind of like how marvel changed it to be cool to like comics Mm. these games brought everybody in and said hey it's cool to play made it mainstream yeah exactly if we're gonna stay on topic of single player games yeah in 07 bioshock came out Mass Effect came out. Portal? Uh, uh, yeah, Portal came out. Super Mario Galaxy came out. And not Skyrim, the one before Skyrim. Oblivion. Oblivion, Oblivion. Oblivion came out. Now, everybody knows that that Skyrim is the best game that has ever come out, ever. But <laughs> I, I will be playing Skyrim until the day that I die. I'm, I have no doubt. I mean, Todd Howard will sell you Skyrim in some <laughs> form until the day you die. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to have my, you know, my 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 uh, Facebook like AR glasses yeah, on, and I'm yeah. gonna be you know I'm just I'm just gonna be laying in bed like at ninety like cruising through you know, <laughs> the world of Skyrim. It's gonna be great, and and they it's will be great. and it will never die. But I think all those games in a lot of way were overshadowed by the multiplayer games in, yeah, I, in those years. In those years, like everybody knows that Mass Effect is amazing. The first Mass Effect is the, in my opinion, the best Mass Effect. Now. We can debate on the ending of Mass Effect 3 and all we want, but I think everybody can say that Mass Effect was an unbelievable game. Everybody loves Bioshock. And same thing, Portal, Valve can't miss with that, you know? I mean, it's funny because Portal, you know, we all know that, like, Portal was this, like, little test game that they made and then it blew up into something greater. There was still some great games being made, and it's it's kind of unfortunate sometimes if you were only a multiplayer person, you never got to experience some of these great games that came out in that time. Multiplayer games, that's when they took over, and it's kind of sad in a way. But what were you? What did you play Mass Effect? Right, I did. I love Mass Effect. Yeah. I, I actually recently went through and I started the uh, the replay through of the the Mass Effect. Oh, uh, the collection or the, oh, the legendary edition. edition. Legendary That's edition. Called. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, you have all three of them. It's on Game Pass. I'm in the middle of the second one right now. This time, I'm deciding to be uh, a renegade because remember, Mass Effect had the Paragon Renegade system, yeah. which was not quite you know, good guy, bad guy, but it kind of was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But it, it wasn't like quite as black and white. Shades as, of gray. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, Cause when you, when you had like Knights of the Old Republic, it was like light side and dark side, like very, very obvious. Oh, this wasn't quite that, that but out, you know, that came out in 2007, I think too. Oh man. Was it, it had to have been earlier, right? Cause it was, cause Mass Effect was. Oh no, 07. that came out in 03. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> that, okay. So that was in the early 2000s, the pinnacle, yeah. The pinnacle, the pinnacle of a single exactly. player. But but yeah, so I mean, I loved Mass Effect. I still to this day love Mass Effect, but did come out in this time when I imagine a bunch of people like didn't play it. The first one, especially, I think everyone knew the first one was good, mm-hmm. but you didn't necessarily 
play it because there was all this other stuff to play. Right. A lot of people played the second one. Yeah. Which was also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And and then by the third one, it was kind of a you know a lot of people were were playing it. But I mean, Mass Effect One, I agree, is the pinnacle of the series. I mean, the the world that they built was just incredible. The story was new, yeah. fresh. It, it was awesome. I just got to 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 relive it, and like it's it stacks up. Mass yeah. Effect One, like story wise, it stacks up. Yeah, um, now, still to this day. Looking back on it, the the combat was something to yeah. To, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> to be desired. But yeah. I will say. I got my Xbox, and like I said, I didn't solely Nintendo up until 2008, 2009. I got my Xbox, and I was in GameStop, and oh man, what a time to be in GameStop looking for games to buy, you know, used games to buy for my single player. You can do it for hours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, And I was just looking on the shelves. I picked it up literally on a whim. The internet wasn't... I. It wasn't as huge back then, you know. You had to really dig mm-hmm. for for those things. And being a Nintendo kid, you know, I wasn't looking for all the the Xbox details and stuff like that or PlayStation stuff. I picked it up. One of the best decisions of my life, not life. <laughs> That's saying my video game no. playing life. <laughs> number one, playing Mass Effect. Number two, getting married. To, yeah, to your yeah. Wife, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, same thing, same really. Same thing. <laughs> but in single players, I would say Mass Effect One is up there in you know top five games of single players that I've played. But I mean, going back to multiplayer, right? Real quick to talk about how all these things happened. You had those games we talked about in 07, but WoW came out in 04. Mm-hmm. League came out in 09. You know, just that time when the internet exploded. And right when, you know, for me, I was graduating high school, going into college, like the, the, the internet exploded and we were able to do all these things online all of a sudden. And it just, it was cool. WoW came out in 04, but I feel like it didn't get big until like 06, 07. Yeah. You I- know, like, Definitely. A lot of people didn't play it immediately. I, I, I admittedly was a, a WoW person. Yeah, uh, that that's way, okay. Way, way back in the day. My wife is a WoW person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a blast and I, you know, and, and I had a great time, but yeah, I didn't get into it immediately. It's sort of one of those things that like, once it becomes big, people decide, oh, I should see what this is about. But that, that did really, I think, uh, bring that massively multiplayer genre into the light. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I know EverQuest was a thing before that. I never really touched that. I'm sure some people did. Mm. WoW was the first one that really like this became mainstream. Well, that and you know that was a time where Blizzard could do no wrong. Oh God! Oh, how the, t- <laughs> oh, how the tides have turned! Oh, how the turntables! <laughs> right. But I, you know, I haven't gone back and played some of those old games in a long time. I don't know if they still stick up. I bet the stories still stick up, but some of the mechanics might not. Man, that was it. Was a different time. It was weird to see it. You know, you think back in retrospect now more than like going through it at the time. I didn't realize the shift that I was going through. Like even at that point. Like I was still playing some of these single player games being in high school and in, and, and in college. Like all of a sudden I was with my buddies a lot more and we were playing those games. Nobody wanted to play Mario Kart all of a sudden or Mario Party. But, you know, in some ways there's this like pendulum swing that's happening. Yes. Or has happened where this, I mean, single player games are coming back, man. Like, oh, man. Talk about like, high rise pants and like mom jeans in the 80s. Like, <laughs> man, like they're back in full force right yeah. now. And like it's happening with single player games, it seems to me. Like, even though we had this period of time where multiplayer, 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 you're starting to see some of the best AAA experiences return to being single player.
pendulum definitely has swung. I agree with you. I think it's back to the point where it's more even. Okay. That both things kind of have made their, not niches because they're the two biggest things in video games, but they're kind of separated now and people play them for very different reasons. But people that play multiplayer games also play single player games. I break it down to three factors and it kind of pulls right into like 17, 18, the release of the Switch and the domination of the PlayStation 4. Now, I am an Xbox person. I've always been an Xbox person. Probably always will be. (laughs) I just don't like the PlayStation controllers. Now, I'm sorry whoever's listening to this, but I will say I appreciate what Sony has done with its single-player games Mm -hmm. and its IPs. I did get a PlayStation 4 solely to play God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, and The Last of Us 2. Like, I did get a PlayStation 4 to play these things. Most now, people did. Yeah, right? I think that those games helped push, and Sony did this because they had such a large portion of the market share. They were able to push, really, these single-player experience titles. So that's number one. I think Nintendo did a wonderful job in 17 when they released the Switch, revamping their IPs. Super Mario Odyssey was unbelievable. Breath of the Wild is just one of the best games I have ever played in my life. I put well over 300 hours into Breath of the Wild. I still have to play it. I, yeah, well, get on it. I know. Uh, it's on the list. The it's only on the thing list, I didn't do in Breath of the Wild was find all 900 Korok seeds because fuck that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Plebe is what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Not, not What kind of completionist are you? <laughs> and then, I mean, you look at their IPs outside of that for Nintendo. I mean, I will say Metroid Dread is a lot of fun in general i think nintendo has just done a good job at releasing all of these new single player experiences that have come out the last thing that i will say for this is the power of indie games that's what i will say because indie games are not normally multiplayer for the most part there are so many indie games that came out and some of these might be older but like we're talking about that time frame like shovel knight Hollow Knight. There's so many, I can't even name them all. And some of these like, have been bought by Microsoft or Sony, like Ori in the Blind Forest. That started off as like an indie project, but yeah. now it's owned by Microsoft. There's plenty of those situations that have happened. Indie games, man, they're huge. You kind of bring back to what we were saying earlier. These, these indie games are able to be a lot more creative, are able to try different things. The teams are smaller, a lot more agile. It's really much, much easier for them them to pivot. They have been able to produce new kinds of stories and new kinds of experiences, whereas the AAA games of today, that's not what people are looking for from a AAA game is a new story or a new experience. They're just not. They're looking for something familiar that they know they already love. They just want more of it. So I, I'm with you. Indie games, they've they've been able to kind of carry that forward. Something you said that totally resonates with me is really Sony driving the single-player genre back mm-hmm. because their business strategy, that generation, was exclusive games on this console to sell hardware. And we sure know Microsoft wasn't doing that. <laughs> and Microsoft <laughs> did could not compete. They could not compete. And Sony did a great job. And you're right. They produced some awesome games but they they maybe you know correctly identified that these multiplayer games were going to be everywhere they were going to have them but they could also have these awesome single player experiences and sort of like it drove them to to seek out 
to fund and to invest in those types of stories, those types of experiences, mm-hmm. yep. which caused more people to become fans of them, brought them more into the mainstream, you know, gets sequels to those kinds of things, which typically sell really, really well, even if a sequel is not quite as good. If the original is great, the sequel is going to be pretty good usually. Mm-hmm. That strategy, business strategy by Sony, drove a lot of this resurgence, I think. We honestly should should thank them for it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that forced Microsoft to buy up all these studios that you've seen them buy. And that's why all of a sudden now Microsoft, the last conference that they had, they were like Xbox exclusive, exclusive, but they were all single player. None of them were multiplayers. That's what you're seeing. I want to talk about Nintendo. Yes, let's do it. I know I know you're a big Nintendo person. I am. You're a big fan. I, I'm very impressed with them. I think that Nintendo over the last several years, you know, over the last like generation or so, I think they've been brave, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah. Because as we're talking about this rise of multiplayer, there was this point in time where it was like, is Nintendo gonna survive? Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe you didn't feel that because you're. Oh no, I did. Of, okay. Oh, I was very worried about it. Yeah. For and, a long time. Yeah, and and it was this like, oh my gosh, they can't compete graphically. Nope. They can't compete with the multiplayer. Nope. Which is which is the thing yep. these days. They didn't try to. No. Nope. And that was, I think, very very brave of them. They stayed true to themselves, and while everyone is multiplayer, multiplayer, like they kept doing their thing, focusing on single player great games great experiences and they've they've really they've really turned it around and brought it back and it's just like it it was in my mind like this such great example of not being reactive yes they had a vision they knew where they wanted to go what they wanted to do they knew who their customers were and they knew their audience they did what they were going to do and i think a lot of companies a lot of organizations would not have been able to do that no and i think there was a very real chance and that if it was some company other than nintendo like they they wouldn't be around they would have tried to craft a multiplayer experience out of some of their ips and they would not have been able to compete you know the switch is its own thing mm-hmm. and there's great experiences on the switch single player for the most part yeah yeah, um, some, yeah, yeah. some multiplayer but there's yeah, just single player for yeah, the most yeah. part yeah <laughs> but there's these great experiences and it's not that different from what nintendo used to be they never really changed yeah. the whole thing which is to me, really, really impressive. An example of this in the video game space uh, was was the Wii. When the Wii came out in 06, it did not have the graphic power of the 360 no. or the PS3. It didn't have the online capabilities of the 360 or the PS3. It really didn't have a lot of stuff for it except for the motion controls and learning to go to an audience that wasn't just 18 to 25 year olds (laughs) that want to play shooters, right? And that's why it became so popular. It was finding something new in something that is oversaturated. Single player games are what Nintendo did. They didn't lose their path on that. The Wii U was an absolute failure. We all realized that. And they sold like 10 million units of it. That's it. Terrible. But then they came back. They they revamped how they were going to market things. And they pushed those solo player experiences in that first year. Coming out strong. We're releasing a console. Day one, Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Brand new Legend of Zelda. 
six months later, brand new single player Super Mario game. Awesome. Uh, Mario Amazing. game. It's like Amazing. it's like boom, boom. That's all. That's every what everybody needed to know. And you know what they did? They embraced the indie scene too. Going back to the indie scene, they were like every indie game, put it on here. We don't have a lot of storage space. Indie games are perfect for that. <laughs> every household has a PS4, Xbox One, or PS5, Xbox Series X. One of those and a switch. And a switch. I remember like people were saying like way back when, like when Nintendo was gonna feel like, are they gonna sell their IPs and will they just become a software development company instead of a hardware company? That was a real talk. They have their IPs and as long as they continue to do creative things with it in the single player environment, I think it'll be good. Uh, so so I, I guess like looking forward then, what are you looking forward to? Like are there awesome single player games on the horizon? Breath of the Wild 2, I can't wait for. Rarely does Nintendo miss on Zelda. I mean, maybe outside of Link's crossbow training and a few other ones. Spirit Tracks was pretty bad, but uh, Nintendo rarely misses on that. Funny enough, you talk about uh, Bethesda. I'm intrigued in Starfield. Only intrigued? I am. Why why only intrigued? Because I sometimes Bethesda games are hyped up more than they're actually good. Do you disagree? How do you feel about Starfield? Give me your full take on Starfield. Because this is going to be the one. It's coming out next year. It's going to be huge. It's going to be that Bethesda Skyrim you know, type of game that's coming out that I never got into. Why do you love those games so much? What drives you to want to play them so much? I mean, I'm super excited about it, for sure. (laughs) It's It's what I'm looking for for to the most I, I am a little worried that it's getting a little overhyped because it's being talked about as the one this is the game yeah. that the entire bethesda acquisition is worth for this this is the game that like is going to cement the xbox as the console to have and i just don't know that that is going to be the case but i am really excited for it it's a completely new world which i think bethesda is really good at doing like world building they are phenomenal at i have only played a little bit of fallout 3 but i mean i played enough of it i wandered out of the little vault out into the, the real world and oh my god i didn't die i thought i was gonna die out in the that's what they always told me but it's just such a cool world with so many rich characters and so many rich places yeah and and you learn a lot about the world just from seeing the way that people interact with it and that's what i think bethesda does a really great job with in their games and so for me seeing starfield as this new world or i guess worlds that they're gonna make i'm super excited for space games in general are ones that typically capture me i love sci-fi i mean mass effect one of my favorites right and this is sort of promising to be like the ultimate yeah saw a little bit of the combat previews and you know i'm not really sure that that's going to be there but that's been the case for a lot of bethesda games that have still been great Right. Um, and, and not just good, have been great. It is promising to be a game at a whole new scale, which is exciting because if they pull it off, it is going to be remembered forever. Yeah. Well, I hope so. They've been working on it for like 15 years. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I completely understand why people fell in love with Skyrim. I completely understand why people fall in love with a lot of the games Bethesda does. I do think that they are one of the 
pinnacles of the single player experience you know there's not a ton of those pinnacles especially now because i feel like companies like ea and activision are they're more focused on like those multiplayer experiences bethesda is one of those pinnacle studios that really does focus to make good single player experiences we won't talk about fallout 76 that's why they don't do multiplayer (laughs) (laughs) tried and nope never mind Yeah, I mean those are I mean those are the two big ones. There is a few other ones. Redfall that looks a lot of fun. By is it Arcane? Studios? I think it's Arcane. Yeah, yeah. The, multiplayer. Yeah, it's definitely multiplayer. But I, I would call it more. I think it's like a co-op. It's a co-op game. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of put those into the category of like they're telling a story. You're just doing it with your friends. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Ge- mm-hmm. Gears of War. The real. For me, outside of I guess, I guess multiplayer is important, but like the story of like especially Gears One was like a single campaign. Game. Yeah, the yeah. Gears One it was uh, it was all about the campaign. There was yeah. a multiplayer. It was pretty good actually. I liked it, but it was not a lot of people played it. The other one that I'm really looking for forward to is like, man, I can't wait to get my letter in the mail and go to Hogwarts and become a freaking <laughs> wizard, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I am I am torn about this game. Why? I, I, I think it's going to be cool. What are they going to tell at Hogwarts that hasn't been told? Who cares? <laughs> I'd tell the same story. It could be it could literally be the exact same story as the books, and I would play it. But it's not. It's a different story. It's yeah. something new. I'm hopeful okay <laughs> i'm gonna put hopeful because okay. i'm gonna buy it if it comes out on game pass you know i'll play it sure <laughs> this is, why not you know another game that i'm looking forward to going back towards back to sony and like how much they kick butt the new god of war is coming out soon mm. oh uh, yeah i want to play that i haven't played horizon forbidden west yet i know it's out on the ps4 but i kind of want to play it you should play it on the, P- on the ps5, PS5. Yeah, and i haven't got sure. i haven't got my hands on one of those yet so well but, they're raising the price on it, so you better. Uh, I know. There it goes I soon. know. I know. Hopefully, the supply will come back correctly soon. A little different, but still single player. I guess I would say to some extent, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Okay, sure. Very excited for those. I think what they're trying to do is what they did with Breath of the Wild back in 2017, revitalize Zelda. Sword and Shield was definitely steps in that direction, and I think Arceus was also steps in that direction i think this is going to be like what they really were focusing on for like what the new pokemon will look like and i can't believe i've been playing pokemon since 1990 like five but like i'm 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 still excited definitely took a big break there in the middle some of those sure. middle generations i didn't play but you played a lot of pokemon i did <laughs> I, i've kind of always played i mean i never very rarely was i the person who like the game the new one came out and I'd, I'd, I'd play it. But I, I mean, I, I hit basically every version of it, whether, you know, either the first time that it came around or through the, like the re-releases that it would, that it would do. Right. Well, I, at least like leaf green and fire red right? or heart gold and soul silver, man, I played soul silver. So freaking much. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A ton. Was it the single player experience that really got you or was it the battling and the, I'll use, air quotes, multiplayer parts of it. So, I mean, I think it's the battling, but in a lot of cases, that still was single player. It wasn't until very recently that it's the, you know, multiplayer competitive go online and battle your friends. Like, I've never been really, I guess, all that big into that. Mm-hmm. I guess I did it a little bit in Sword mm-hmm. and Shield, but in the older versions, they would have these, like, 
single player competitive modes like you'd have to go on face of the battle train or something where oh, it was like see, that's something i never really okay, got into. see so they they would they, you could either choose level 50 or level 100 and whatever your pokemon was it would scale you them down oh. to be stats exactly there you get three of them and the computers pokemon were good and yeah. they had like the right moves and they didn't just sit there and like splash over and over and over again. Cause cause like the, the Pokemon story, like the gems, they're always easy. We've literally proven you can beat Pokemon by hitting random buttons, right? That's been proven Twitch plays, <laughs> right? So <laughs> right. I mean, this, the single player story is not that interesting, but I, there's a lot of depth to it, even in the context of single player that I've, I've enjoyed. So I, 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 I liked Sword and Shield. I really liked the wild area, the yeah. open area, which is then what the DLCs were. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot more of that, which is cool. I think that's great. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'll go back and play for sure. You know, I mean, I've got Pokemon Home still. I think you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Storing all of them. There you go. go. And I think you know, in a lot of ways, I think there is a great future for single player games. I think in these last like five years or so, there has been a a reinvention and a reinvigoration to put funds and put money into these games. And we're going to continue to see that. And it makes me very excited. We'll talk about this a little later, but like in general, I don't want that to stop. I like reading. I like watching film. I like taking in cinema, but there's something that's different playing it. I just want more stories to be told and I don't really want that to go away. I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere, man. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, we've talked a lot about the games that we played when we were younger, the single player games, what great experiences that, that they were. You know, we're not young anymore. We're not we're not no. at the same stage in life. We're not, you know, rushing home from GameStop reading our little instruction manual in the car and no. you Wait, know to <laughs> waking up early. Like there would be times where I would decide to wake up at like six, seven in the morning and just not leave my room and just play until two in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. My parents would come knocking on their, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just playing a game. I'm just trying to play. Hello, mom. Can't, can't, you know what? Can't do that anymore. Life gets in the way. I mean, yeah. clearly you know that more than probably anybody else right now being a relatively new father of how long's Ronan been here? Three Ronan months. Three months. three months. Old. You know, so like you definitely knew it. But even before that, did you, in the last like three to five years, play games in long, like multi-hour chunk spurts like you used to do when you were a kid? It's definitely changed. Um, it, it's definitely changed for me. I, I think one of the biggest things is actually like completion of games mm -hmm. for, in terms of how I played them when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you'd get a game. I would want to beat it 100%. Yep. I'd try to beat it 100%. Yeah. If there's a hard mode, I'll play normal mode. Then I'll play hard mode. And I'm going to get all the stuff because this is the game that I have right now. I didn't get them all the time. You just approached it so differently as a kid. Whereas now it's like, man, I'm lucky for a single game to hold my attention for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, it, there's just so many games now that I fire up, I start up, I play, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. I shut it off because life happens and I just never turn it back on. Yeah. And there's so many games that that happens with. I do still sometimes get to play in long chunks, but I think I, I only get to play in long chunks when it's like probably not good for my health. Um, late at night. <laughs> or you, you know? mean midnight to like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Late at night is when you get those chunks, you know, yeah. now versus like, I can't, I can't play from 9 a.m. to 
2 p.m. anymore. No, I can't, can't do, do that. that. No, I mean even even just in general, I'm, I get up early. I'm like, well, I gotta work out. I gotta I gotta oh, go. Look at do- you, Mister. I work I, out. I try. I try. <laughs> <laughs> go for a walk. Gotta go do. You gotta be an adult, and it's weird being an adult and playing video games. I I still love them. Uh, that has yeah. never changed. I think like for. A lot of people that are older than us that grew up with the NES or like a little before that and didn't really grow up with things after that, they kind of grew out of it. I still love them. And I don't think, I don't think I ever won't. I might yeah. not play them nearly as much. I don't think like I'll ever just put it down forever. Yeah, I agree. I think that there are a lot of things that we grow out of as time passes. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love baseball. When I was a kid, I played baseball. I followed all the teams in baseball. Fantasy baseball is my favorite sport. These days, I can't even stand watching the second well, I mean, baseball. it's a terrible sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I think you know, the point is that it's like it was something that I, I liked. I grew out of it. I think that there was even a time when I thought and we assumed video games would be similar, where it's something that you do as a kid, because a lot of people do it as a kid, mm-hmm. but then you become an adult and now you have adult things to do and you don't no longer play video games. And yeah. that happens happened to a lot of people. I think to your point, who were maybe like a generation or so older, older than yeah. us. Yeah. And and I think for us, there's a lot of people who at some point along the line like kind of just realized, like, oh, this is part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Now I've grown up with this. This yeah. is my entire life, my entire childhood. This has been here. It's going to continue to be here. Yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be something that I really that I really love and I really in, enjoy in different ways than I did as a kid, but I'm really going to love and enjoy for, yeah. you know, as long as I'm here. The space has evolved, right? You talk about baseball. Baseball hasn't really changed <laughs> <laughs> to its detriment, I think in a lot of ways, but I think that one thing that video games have for it, and I think that's why people watch films and I think that's why people continue to read is it's multi-genre. You might like sci-fi at one point, but then you might like, you know, history at one point, but you can always find something in the video game space. I play a lot less like full JRPGs now, but I play a lot more action adventure games. I played barely any shooters when I was a kid because I was terrible at them. Now I'm still terrible at them, but, <laughs> I, but, but I play a lot more shooters now because people you're surrounded with do it. And I think that's one of the big things. Like I consistently still play with my buddies at least like two to three times a week. And I think that that helped me to remember why I enjoy it so much. When I have a kid, I think I'll, I'll continue on and do this no, no matter what, because I love stories and I'll continue to play single player games for those stories. That being said, you have a child, obviously he's not playing video games at three months old. When he does start, what do you think? What do you think? What, what, what are you going to instill on him? Are you going to not make him play games because you don't want to make your kid do anything, but are you going to put it out there and be like, hey, you know, this is something that's cool. <laughs> so he, he's not even allowed to look at the screen until he's two years old. Well, there, Apparently, that's good. That's you know good. what I mean? This is this is the thing. The pediatricians are, are, are finding out. But you're right on that I'm not going to make him do anything. He can be whoever he wants to be. I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say that I was kind of excited about this idea of getting to experience gaming with him or getting to see the way that he experiences certain games. And I mean, I'm sure that there's going to be times when like I'm playing a game and he's there and hopefully, you know, he's like, oh, that's cool. Like maybe I want to try it. Right. And so I'd love it if, yeah, if that happens, if, if he likes it. I think it'd be really cool to get to share 
that part of my life with him and to get to show him what I've learned. And then, I mean, I'm sure he's, he's going to teach me a thing or two also. Probably his, his reaction times will probably be better. I can't wait for the time where I'm playing Mario Kart with my kid and he turns to me and says, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five years old. <laughs> where did you hear that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think it's cool. And I guess the only other question is for you. Are you going to make him play the old stuff? Or are you just going to let him play whatever comes in his time? Oh, I want him to. I mean, I, the thing is, though, is that like, I know he's not going to like it the way that I like no. it. Or he's not going to feel the way about it that I remember it. And so am I going to tell him that, hey, this was a great game that I loved. You should try it. Sure. Am I going to hope that he, you know, that, that he enjoys it? Yeah. But the, I mean, the thing is, is that t- to me, Zelda is Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. That is Zelda and every other Zelda game is some kind of evolution of that concept. Right. But Zelda is the Ocarina of Time. That was everything that Zelda is supposed to be. It captures, you know, the quintessential essence of what a Legend of Zelda game is. Yeah. And and to him, it's going to be a different Zelda game. It is. Who knows? Maybe they're all open world from here on out. Right. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think so. But, we'll see. But what? I, but let's say it is right. Mm-hmm. To him, it's going to be. Like that's just gonna be that's gonna be Zelda, and anything else is not gonna feel right. It's gonna feel dated. You know, I, I'm very conscious and aware of that. Say when he does start playing video games in like five to seven years yeah. from now, right? And he plays his first game. You know how like there are points in time. Like for me personally, right? Like for you, yours was Ocarina of Time. Mine was Link to the Past. That is the first Zelda game that I played, and it is something that I find to be almost perfect yeah. in every way. I've tried, and I've tried a million and five times to play the original Legend of Zelda, and I can't do it. Yeah, I, I just can't do it. I play it, and I'm like, I don't get it. It feels dated. Do you think that the games in the 90s, right, the Super Nintendo N64 era, do you think they'll feel dated as we thought the like NES felt? I think they might feel more you think, dated. Well, I mean, I guess honest, it is longer. You. It's it is a longer time away, and and, and technology grows exponentially. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's gonna feel that way for sure. That sounds to me like something that might happen with our kids. They start might start asking us about like what we used to play or all these things, and it'll be like, oh, we played this. Now it's old, and it probably feels old now. But this is what we played, and it was revolutionary at the time, and it was just great. The stories will continue to stay good. It's the mechanics that I feel like is what hinders people from playing older games. Like perfect example of this, really quick, Psychonauts. Psychonauts Two just came out. I tried, and I know you did too. I tried to play Psychonauts 1, and I enjoyed the story. I didn't didn't get far. But I I got pretty far, but there was a point where I'm like, you can tell that these mechanics were like on the original Xbox, and it's it's graining at times. I wonder if our kids will think that for like the Xbox One. (laughs) I really do wonder what our kids will, will grow up with. But I hope that they appreciate the stories well so maybe that's what makes single player games special is that you can always go back to them and experience them in the form that they you know were intended i guess we're not going to be able to go back and play warzone Uh, kids aren't going to go back and play the original warzone or you're not gonna be able to play it in the same way that you know we play it now they're shutting down overwatch one completely I know. erasing it and making overwatch two the main thing which hey i get it you don't want to fracture the player base 
I get it, but like the point being, like you will not be able to play Overwatch One right. anymore until they release it as an anthology and make you pay twenty bucks for it. But anyways, besides the point, I, I Overwatch think, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh god. <laughs> they, they, they got me with WoW. They're gonna get me again. Um, the point though is that like you will always be able to go back and experience the story, and that in some ways can bridge these generations because when you start and you load up. Super Mario 64, everyone starts in the same spot. You got to do all the same stuff in order to be Bowser at the end. And everyone feels the same way when you toss him off into the lava, you know, for the last time. I just replayed Super Mario 64 a lot harder than I remember it as a kid. 3D All-Stars? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a lot harder than I remember it as a kid. The, the Bowser throw. Everything else feels pretty much just how I remember it. But the Bowser throw? Man, I miss those bombs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well it's going to be so fascinating what our kids decide to do and but it'll be nice that we will be there to play it with them and that's kind of like the point of this seeing how we've grown up and and talking about it and and seeing like how things change with us as, as dads perspective dads you know what we'll be like when we're 50 60 years old playing video games because i think we probably will be be in the in the uh, nursing home, yeah. you know, with the with the land yeah. parties going yeah. for sure. <laughs> Still playing for Halo sure. Two. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, none of this Halo Fifteen crap. Yeah, 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 none of that. Well, I think this wraps this up. I hope you know all of you listening out here enjoy this. We're definitely uh, learning and making our way through. You can find us on all our socials at Ready Papa One, and please like, comment, share all that stuff that you're going to hear everybody else say on every single video that ever existed or podcast. And until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. 